0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the SCJ Preps Podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com. My name is Zach James. I am the Assistant Sports Editor here at the Sioux City Journal. And joining me, as always, is Sports Editor Justin Rust. And We have quite the episode for you coming up this week. I'm glad we're taping this on Tuesday because there was a lot that went down on Tuesday in both the wrestling and the basketball realms of things, but... We usually start with basketball, but this week we're going to start with wrestling because there was a lot that happened at the regional duels on Tuesday night, specifically in Sergeant Bluff, where freshman Hunter Steffens won his first ever match to send Sergeant Bluff to the state duel. Justin, you were there. I'm kind of jealous you were there because it seemed like a storybook ending. I'll let you pick up the story from there. Go ahead.
1: Let's just say when they sent –
0: like, I had to go to track wrestle to find out who this kid was.
1: When they sent Hunter Steffens out there, my first thought was – Who? Who is Hunter Steffens? <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. Like, what was this calculated when they saw the weight weight classes? And I actually asked Clinton, I'm like, was this planned? Like, did you know when the weight classes came out, like, with 138 against MLC, like, you'd need him against Central Line? He's like, yep. I'm like, okay <laughs> then. <laughs> Clinton, Clinton Kudom's playing – that's why I'm playing checkers, let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, so I, I asked uh, Noah Parmalee, I said, So what age is Hunter? He's like, He's a freshman. I'm like, how many varsity matches has he wrestled? None. And he's going up against Dax DeGroote, who has 99 career wins from Central Line George Little Rock. And they needed, and the score was 34 33, Sergeant Bluff ahead of Central Line George Little Rock. In the final match of the night to get to state, not only does Hunter Steffens go out there, he gets a takedown within the first minute and he's up four nothing. Uh, shortly after, almost pinning Degroot at one point, so it was a pretty good night for freshman Hunter Steffens. And I talked to Clint Kudam afterward and check out the story online because I'm, I'm sh- shameless self promotion here, but man, this just is crazy because. I I asked, I asked Clinton because he bumped up the, I didn't think through enough because when they bumped up Isaac Bryan to one forty five, that's the normal one thirty eight pounder. Well, he didn't bump up Nate Curry from one twenty six to one, uh, from one thirty two to one thirty eight. So I'm like, who's he sending out there? And he said, and I asked him like, so was this a thought process? Was this something you were thinking of? Like, well, ahead? he's like, yeah, we thought it could come down to it. We did. We really thought it could come down to it. I'm like, I asked like, how, like, what. Tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> like, like, how how do you do? This? He's like, well, Noah Parmley would start for any other team in the area probably, and he's right. Noah Parmley would probably be the 138 pounder for almost any other team in our area. He he goes in, in the wrestling room. He's facing off against. He was facing off against Noah Parmley for Parmley got injured. Nate Curry, Ty Kudam, you know probably Isaac Bryan a little bit, and those are all guys that are ranked except for Ty Kudam but Ty Kudum's had a very impressive freshman year and actually had a big pen over TJ Altona tonight. So, I mean, for it to come down to a freshman who's never wrestled a varsity match before against a guy with 99 career wins for him to win it and to send for the, for it to get the state. And I talked to Hunter Steffens afterwards. I'm like, how much pressure are you feeling? None. None. he's a freshman feeling no pressure folks. Like, when when you say "cools" the other side of the pillow, that's like, hey, you put the pillow up to the wall or the window during a blizzard and it's absolutely freezing. That's how cool Hunter Sevens was apparently. Oh, so it was just incredible. Like I've seen a lot of things in wrestling. I have. I've been fortunate, not as much as maybe Jim Nelson or, or KJ Pilcher by any means, but I've seen a lot. Caleb Stack beating a guy literally twice his size in the state final, which. Costs Southeast Polk a chance of winning first place outright, and they had to share it with Bettendorf, which I can tell you Southeast Polk was not amused with when when Caleb Stack put that in there. So with that, and with this freshman beating a senior with 99 career wins to get to state, because if Degroot wins that Central Lions going Central Lions George Little Rock is going to state, and here we are, Sergeant Bluff is going to state. Because a freshman won a match that no one thought he'd be wrestling before the night began, except for Clint Cootham and some of the other Sergeant Bluff wrestlers. It's insane. It's freaking, it's checkers. It's like I can't even think of the famous chess player that it was back in the day that went crazy. And I'm not saying Clint Cootham was just gonna go crazy, but um but yeah, it it's Bobby Fischer. Bobby Fischer was his name, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. Yeah.
1: Clint Kudom is like a sane version of Bobby Fischer coming out. Because a... he even said, it, like, people think there's no strategy to wrestling sometimes with these lineups. Well, there's some strategy. And he's absolutely right. Now, it was just Gary Kasparov. That's another one I'll throw out there. Yes, I Googled famous chess players. I did too. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Boris Batsky, except Clint's not. Russian so but but yeah so it was crazy for, for a freshman to go in there not feeling any pressure and getting them to sit I just cannot tell you how crazy that is and how insane that is in this first ever one to do that and feel no pressure so Hunter Stephens, looking forward to the rest of your career
0: I guess I want to break this down a little bit on a more of a technical level what, what impressed you about what Stephens did on the mat against the group in that match that gave him that advantage.
1: He was fearless. He was the aggressor. He was the aggressor in the match to start. And he was the one looking, looking for takedowns right away. He was the one looking for turns and back points right away. Like he, he, he caught the groat off because there's no film on him. So the Grote doesn't know what to expect. True. And Steffens goes out and he's the aggressor. And, and he almost, like I said, he got the turn. He got some good points. And, then, when DeGroat was able to take advantage, DeGroat did get some of his offense in because it was 7-4, to four. DeGroat had a chance to churn Steffens a couple times, and Steffens got out of it. He was able to get out of, like, three or four jams where he could have been on his back, getting back points or getting pinned. But he had the wherewithal to stay alive during all of it. He turned one of those into a reversal at one point to get two more points. So his mindset on the match, to know where he was at in each situation, his defense is to, to get out of not being pinned. And that's against going against a lot of guys that get a lot of pins in Isaac Bryan and company. And so that's something he learned in the wrestling room. So just his wherewithal on the mat, to know what he was doing, to be completely confident in what he was doing, was just incredible in his first ever varsity match.
0: In the playoffs, mind you.
1: Yeah, in the postseason, to get to the state. They don't win this. They don't get to state. For the fifth time in the last seven years so yeah it, it's nuts, and they've had a lot of really good freshmen, but man that's that's impressive.
0: do you think there was pressure on the Sergeant Bluff side of the mat tonight to advance to state given their their bad fortunes in the last few years?
1: No, I don't think there's pressure on that i don't I don't think that no i don't I don't think there's pressure on that because getting there is tough enough sometimes in way. So I don't think there's pressure on them to have to get to state tonight. I, I really don't, especially with, with all that they've accomplished there. Um, I just I just don't think there's that pressure. Uh, actually,
0: right. And on that other on the
1: to get May, to, maybe maybe ahead. from Clint Kudem. maybe for Clint Kudem to get there because he wants the best for all these kids. So maybe maybe from Clint himself on himself.
0: But that, that that's really about. Not it. So I'll I'll ask this first before we break down Sergeant Buff a little bit more. You mentioned that you've seen a lot of wrestling, and I've known you for a few years outside of me, before me coming here. What would you rank this moment in the in the all the wrestling moments that you've seen?
1: This is probably the first or second best moment I've seen.
0: Wow. Honestly,
1: this is this is this is really up there. I mean, I got to mention Bryce Stiret knocking off, um, uh, Divas De- De- who everyone. Or I think that was his name. Knocking off the kid who was from Minnesota in the title match. That was that was something. Um, there's a little controversy behind that match, of course. But you know, there's that. There's there's Caleb Stack, like I mentioned before. Last year watching Colton Bus just somehow make it to the state finals match when there's no expectations whatsoever that Colton Bus was gonna wrestle in a state finals match. That was absolutely magical last year to watch that. Watching Kyler Reek and Corey Van Ort wrestle at the same time. Um, you know, best friends. Corey Van Ort's dating Kyler Reek's sister even. <laughs> and you know, they're like they're like brothers and they're wrestling on mats next to each other for the 152 pound titles and they both win it. Um Wade Mitchell last year. Wade Mitchell, who was a bit quiet, wins that state title and he says, all year I've been looking at that medal. All year been all leading up to that you know there's there's stuff like that john heinrich's not giving up a point all last season um gosh there's just so much out there you know there's a ton of stuff this ranks up there with all of it like this is the top five moment top 10 top five moment it's just it's just insane uh what what just all went down with that with with the freshman in his first ever varsity match sending sergeant bluff to state it's a really special moment and i i think they clint Clint knows it too. Hunter knows it as well. Like Clint knows how big of a special moment it was for for Hunter and the team today.
0: And he certainly raised the bar high for himself moving forward. And I'd say that kind of jokingly, but... it's
1: it's the point. It's the point where uh, you know, and, and you probably have never seen this movie, but it's like the Phantom Menace,
0: where no, I haven't. You know,
1: yeah, it's the Phantom Menace where Anakin Skywalker just shot down, you know, the thing. Uh, well, let's be clear. The Phantom Menace sucks, but you know it's kind of kind of so yeah. So and and Palpatine, who you don't know is Emperor at the time. Well, I'm sorry, we all know, but no one else. You're, you're, the in the movie, they don't know he's the Emperor. He's, he comes by Anakin Skywalker and says, "We'll be watching your v- career very closely, Mister Skywalker." It's like that we'll be watching your career very closely, yes. Mr. Hunter Stephens. And no, I am not making Hunter Stephens my evil evil apprentice for anyone that goes down that route. Okay? I am not the Emperor and this is not Darth Vader. For okay, see that's why I, I, that's why I shouldn't go down Star Wars routes. But yes, but no, well I'll be watching Hunter Stephens' career a lot closer now because he's gonna have a st- spot in that lineup next season, I would I would almost yeah. bet. Yeah. And it's going to be
0: very fun to see what he does. And, of course, Sergeant Bluff won their first duel of the night against MLC Floyd Valley 59-24 to, to set up that uh, duel against Central Lion, George Little Rock. So good job out of Sergeant Bluff. But they were the only uh, program to make it to the state duels on Tuesday night, as in Class 1A, West Sioux and Woodbury Central uh, qualified for the state duels, winning two Two duels uh, uh, to get to state. Uh, let's start with Woodbury Central. Um, I
1: will, I will, I will go back to Sergeant Bluff. Yeah, go ahead. and then I'll yep. touch on Woodbury Central.
0: Please
1: do. Matthew Hayden.
0: Yeah, he's a guy. Let's that, talk about this he, kid for a second. I want to yeah. talk about this kid for a second too.
1: There, there's a lot of chess matches to go on here. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go through some things. Bumping Isaac Bryan up to 145. You know, it doesn't seem that big until you look at 138 with Hunter Stephens later, and so it's even bigger. Isaac Bryan getting a major decision at 145 against Daniel Screever who's a pretty good kid, 10-2. to two. That's huge for bonus points. Corey Bates bumping up to 182, uh, 152, and then getting a pin. He didn't bump up Matthew Hayden. He wrestles him at 160. That's a guy that Clint even admitted he did not think that Matthew was going to get bonus points against Dylan Van Burkham tonight. And he did. Matthew, all of a sudden it's 12 nothing, and Matthew's getting ready to pin Dylan Van Burkham And Matthew got the pin and that's a soccer goalie getting a pin right there. And that's a kid that's been JV for three years. And he has had a heck, a heck of a senior season. He's had just such a good senior season. I don't know how to convey it in there. He's really filled a hole. I think he's 37 and 15 this year, something like that. He's got 30 plus wins. No, it's, it's really good for a kid that's never wrestled varsity before. And and he's really holding his own out there, and and he gets the pin, and it, it's just really good to see that out, of, out of Matthew, and and that's a kid that put in his time, and Clint even said tonight that's a guy that they don't really know because he hasn't been out there, and now he's just going out and winning, he's winning huge matches because at the time that seemed like that could be the clincher right there until Hunter comes up and gets the one he did, so yeah, that uh, that was a huge swing match that Matthew got there, and then bump, bumping Jack. Jack Gickle up to uh, 170 and Kalen and Meyer also bumped up to that's two weight classes for Jack and he gets a 6 1 decision that was huge. Blake Levy bumping up to 182, taking out a ranked Bryce Vandeweerd 5 1. That was huge out of Blake. And I'm gonna say it's about Jack who is beating Jack in the state tournament after he just bumped up to 170? Who is beating Jack is wrestling possessed right now. It is amazing between him and Adam Allard. It's like Mortal Kombat, finish him mode between those two right now. (laughs) That's where we're at. They are at the Mortal Kombat, finish him mode. That's where they're at in their careers right now.
0: I want to go back to Matthew for just a quick second because I think it's an interesting dynamic that a kid like him, he's a soccer goalie, so he's been under pressure before, especially in the playoffs last year when I covered a few Warriors matches. And just for him to take that experience Onto the wrestling mat, I think it's just so interesting, and 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 maybe soccer and wrestling doesn't have that much of a parallel to it.
1: They don't. They have no parallel. This I I've never like I've seen a soccer player do it before. Like I saw the Mundells at Waverly Shelrock. They're good soccer players. They weren't goalies. I've never seen a soccer goalie. Be a very good wrestler. This is the first for me, and it's blowing my mind. I think it's absolutely incredible. I will not sugarcoat this. I want to talk to Matthew Hayden for like a <laughs> sit-down 60 minutes interview. Like, I'm Justin Russ. This is Zach James. You're on 60 Minutes, Sioux Journal. Like, yeah, there's there's so many things to talk about Matthew at this at some point. I'm I'm guessing he's gonna get Athlete of the Week at some point. Yeah. Uh during the spring. And I will and, and half of it may be about wrestling because it's such a crazy dynamic. You don't see many soccer players that are wrestlers and you don't see any goalies that are wrestlers. I I mean, you you just don't like it's, it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, it is a huge dynamic. And I really, and I also, I do not know what crosses over. There's some pressure situations, but they seem completely different, but all Matthew does is get saves and get pins, I guess. That's, That's his motto. Like, Uh, there's a bumper sticker I've never seen before, Matthew. You can just create it. Get saves, get pins. Get saves, get pins.
0: And was (laughs) going to get plenty of saves coming up this year because I think Sergeant Bluff Boy's soccer is going to be just as competitive this year
1: as it was last year.
0: I don't think they lost a lot, we'll talk a lot more about the spring sports when it comes around (laughs) to that because we're both in our favorite seasons right now. Uh, Let's go back to the Class 1A portion of the state duels. Uh, Woodbury Central and West Sioux also advanced to State on Tuesday night. What's your biggest takeaways from what the Wildcats and Falcons did on Tuesday
1: night? The fact that the Wildcats even got to the regional duels was huge this year. I mean, let's be honest. They lost Wade Mitchell. A lot of air went out of that balloon, except at Woodbury Central. I mean, this is a bit of a young team right now. And, yes, they have Bo Smith. They have Nate Monahan yet. But two does not make a team. Western Christian has two ranked wrestlers. They got destroyed by West Su tonight. Um, now kudos to what Western Christian is building, by the way, because that's a program no one ever thought. would be in the region duels either. but you know, Woodbury Central, you know some of these guys in here, Ty Dennison, I would have never thought Ty Dennison was going to be ranked to begin the season. He was ranked going into tonight's match, and he won three to two. Nate Monahan with a major decision. Bull Kling and Smith with a pin in 15 seconds. And there's other guys. Max McGill has been having a decent season. Ryder Cooley is having a, a pretty good season. Bracket Lock. These are guys I would have never have gotten. Like, seriously, I would not have been like, oh, yeah, these are guys you're going to rely on all season long. But they've come up big in big situations. And kudos to them. Because when Wade Mitchell went down, this season could have been completely lost. Now, Woodbury Central, who's a fixture at the state duels, missing. they. They did miss out on it last year, but a fixture in the state duels, they weren't, they, no one ever thought they were going to even make region duels at this point. And here they are going to state. And that's leadership from Bo and Smith, Nate Monahan, and even though he's not res- wrestling because of a knee injury, Wade Mitchell. You know, that's kudos to them. Jake Thomas. That's a job well done. The, the, the job that Jake and his staff were doing at Woodbury Central to take this young squad and get them to state. And yes, there are going to be people that say, well, Underwood doesn't really, they don't care about the duals. The fact that Woodbury Central is going even against, like AHS-TW was ranked ahead of Woodbury Central. I don't think Mount Iyer was, but, and they knock them off by one point. I mean, it comes down to the, the very last, Part of it, I mean, yes, there's a forfeit that helps them out, but, you know, Woodbury, you know, Nate Monahan picking up a bonus point doesn't sound big, but they won 37-36 over AH, A-H-S-T-W, and he doesn't get that, and you're going down to criteria. So that's how big that is there. Yes, there's three forfeits. Yes, yes, I don't expect Woodbury to do much at state, but the fact they are at state means they're building something there that's big. And much kudos to Woodbury Central there to not let the Wade Mitchell thing get them down because that's a lot of points, not just in duels but in tournaments. They were ranked to start the year in tournament and when they lost Wade Mitchell it was all like they were unranked. There was no thought about it. There was They had two kids ranked, Woodbury Central, sure or whatever. And now they're going to region duels and they're, they, they're sending seven kids to districts. So Kudos, Jake Thomas. I can't wait to talk to you next week about the preview for you going there because that is what I'm going to ask you. How did you get this team to where it was? Because that is on him. That is on Bo. That is on. I am just gushing tonight over what's that? Because it's it's such good coaching. It's such good leadership. That's what you love to see. Because it's not always X's and O's. Even though Clint couldn't really X and O the crap out of things tonight with that with, with 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 how he lined things up, but coaching having confidence in yourself, in your wrestlers, like that is 90% of the battle. You cannot guess. You can have all the talent in the world. If you don't have the confidence, you aren't going to win. If you've read my athletes of the week this year, Cody Wilmisher wrestling with more confidence. That's been huge. Blake Levy's confidence is sky high. That's been huge for him. Nate Curry, again, um, you know, uh, Jake Neiman's another kid. You know, he's wrestling with so much more confidence. Adam Allard is confident in everything he does on the mat. If he wouldn't, if he wasn't confident in everything he did, he wouldn't be a three-time state champion. And going
0: for 200 wins.
1: Exactly. This is a guy that confidence plays so much for a factor. When you have confidence in yourself and know you're going to win the match, that's easily half or more of the battle right there, knowing you're better than the guy on the mat. Is it devastating if you lose that? Yes, but you are going to win more often than not when you have that confidence in every move you put out there. And
0: that's what I love seeing. Going back to to the confidence factor, specifically with the Wildcats, how much do you believe that what what Billy Central did during the football season and planting that seed of confidence, getting to the state semifinals, how much do you think that helped with Barry Central Uh, uh, develop confidence going into the wrestling season?
1: I don't know if it was there to start the season. I don't know. May have played a factor deeper in. I think having your coach and having the three guys there with Wade, Bo, and Nate having confidence in you had more to do with that. I think that's the thing right there is those guys having confidence in you as young guys. To really improve, I think that's the biggest factor. It's having Wade Mitchell in your corner, saying, "We believe you can do it, and we're going to help you do it." I think that's the biggest factor, actually. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll 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 say a lot of football does carry over, and, and wrestling carries over to football. I will more so, that's, that's the soccer. <laughs> that, Yeah, I, I I will I will say that. But in this case, I think it's a lot. These young kids on the wrestling mat learning the confidence on the mat more than the football field, since. usually there's a parallel this one i don't know for what very central which which makes it even more impressive and you know what
0: i and you touch up on this a little bit too but i think leadership takes a lot of that too especially when you're younger too it's hard to develop yourself as a leader when you're younger uh but when you do it just it just carries out into everybody else and i think you're seeing that especially with these three teams that we will be wrestling on next Wednesday at Wells Fargo Arena for the duels.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a team that's very confident
0: is West Sue right now. Yes. And West Sue got the two nice wins
1: tonight, and they're going. And I'm, I'm very interested to see where West Sue ends up with this. Underwood not being there helps West Sue out. And the fact is, we'll see what Lisbon and Don Bosco, how they treat it, because those are the two teams that are going to be going for the, the, the traditional title. Right. So how much are they going to show against each other? Are they going to want to face each other in the finals? Like, I, I know it's two completely different tournaments, but, you know, that's been the thing about the duels. You don't always know if everyone's putting their best wrestlers out there sometimes. PCM was a good example of that last year. They 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 set some guys. and You know, so, I don't know. I It'll be interesting to see where West Sioux can finish the duels. I think they can finish top three. Again. And to say that, you know, People are like, oh, you did it one year, and Lisbon wasn't caring. If they do it again, and they finish third again, you you can't discount that they're building something there. Like that's the thing. Like West Sioux is is proving some stuff for Northwest Iowa right now in, in that aspect. So would Sergeant Bluff. So is Central Line. So are a lot of kids having ten in the state finals. I don't know if they'll do that again this year, but seeing Blake Leeb tonight, like that's good thing. Be in mean, the state finals, Jarrett Meyer. Why not? You know, Jack's going to be – Jack Alcalas. going be in the finals. Adam Howard versus Bo Klingensmith. There's five right now off the top of my head. You know, Chris Ferguson's another kid that can wrestle for a state title from Sioux Central. So, uh, no, this, it's only going to help. A third place finish at a, a traditional tournament, people can poo-poo it. That's huge for continuing to build wrestling here. And that's what West, West Sioux can finish in the top three again at state duels. And I'm really lo- – I'm looking forward to state duels. Some people aren't always like, "Oh my god, state duels." Hey, man, I, I, you know, last year when I was talking to, I think it was Pilcher, I, you know, about how many I had in the state finals, and it just seemed like, I had a little, it was about the same as them, and it's just like, well, you know, it's the most we've ever had. It's you're building something here and seeing if West Sioux can finish top three again continues the build, and and yes, maybe I'm biased because I grew up in Northwest Iowa, so I want to see the wrestling be on the same level as Eastern Iowa. I want that. Why? Because it's really fun to watch. So, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I keep voting for. Seeing Central Line do what they did here. Seeing Western Christian even being a freaking regional duel. I don't know if we have to edit out freaking, but, you know, no, there we, we go. No, we don't know. Oh, no, okay. we do not.
0: So We're good. So it's radio so, safe. It's radio, ra-
1: radio safe. Radio safe. Seeing Western Christian wrestle for it. Yeah, that may seem like a small thing. Yeah, they still don't have a, 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 a big roster yet. But Tristan Mulder... We're talking about Tristan Mulder last year. Now we're talking about Tristan Mulder, Eli Van Ginkel, Levi Van and Boston, Jace Mulder. It's that slow build that works for something bigger. Westline tonight. Westline being at the regional duel. This is a team that hasn't had a full roster in two decades. I can't. Wait, tell you really? What? Yeah. This is a team that hasn't had a full lineup. That's what the coach told me tonight. And I don't remember much about Westline wrestling growing up in Northwest Iowa. There isn't much to tell. You know, they, Houston, the Easton Fleshman did get the state last year and just quick gone. But they're building something there. Johnny Perez is is turning into a very good wrestler. You have Jordan Vermeer. You have you have Easton Fleshman. You got this Seversons there as well. Um, Isaac Brugeman. They've got something. They're building something at West Lyon, and their coach is getting them through the ringer and practices to build them into something where they can push Central Lyon. You know, if West Lyon faces Sergeant Bluff Luton, it could be another close duel to get to state too. So just looking at what West lions building up there too, if they can continue to build, I mean, am I gushing a little too much? I don't care if I am because the more, the better wrestling you have, the better off it is for this side of the state. And who it's just wrestling. Those are your offensive linemen. Those are your running backs. Those are some of your receivers. Jake Neiman was an all state wide receiver and he could go to state as a wrestler. That's awesome. Like don't, It it, it benefits from another, and football players, if you're not out for basketball, you should be out for wrestling. I will say that right now. Especially the upper weight classes, become an offensive lineman, become a defensive lineman. Kobe Claiborne said wrestling was huge for him in football, and now he's got his scholarship out there. Look at Wade Fair. Wade Fair is a guy who hasn't been able to wrestle much. He's a beast on the football field, and he's looking good on the mat at times. So, yes, so – That's huge. And that's what Wesu, that's what's fun to see Wesu do that if they can come home with another top three trophy from state. And man, I just totally tangented that.
0: Of the three teams, of not counting the three teams we've already talked about in the 28 or so minutes or so, what other teams, what other kids coming up on Saturday in the district meet, in the district meets, are you excited about? Looking forward to seeing how they do uh, leading into state next week.
1: Oh, gosh, how much of a podcast time do we have left? Um, it's going be all wrestling. It's no, us be I,
0: all
1: wrestling. I'm good no, I, I know, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, looking at John Burnett, I really want to see him make the state and see what he can do from Spirit Lake. Uh, Mikey Baker from West Sioux. I mean, all the West Sioux kids, see what they can kind of do. Mikey Baker and Braden Graffer are two big ones there. Nick Wolters, um, I he's not ranked right now from North, but he's a guy that finished on the podium last year. Kind of surprised he's not ranked now. He's a guy that is really motivated right now in his junior season to get in that top five. Can he do it? That's, that'll be very interesting to see, I hope he can. Chris Ferguson, like I mentioned, he's a kid that went through some trouble. He's been suspended a couple of times in the last two years, but he's back right now, and he feels he can be a state champion. He's up to three in the rankings. Can he beat Hagen Highstead from Logan Magnolia at 120 or Stevie Barnes in Underwood? I don't know but I really want to find out. I will have my eyes glued to that. I can tell you that Adam Howard, you know, the, I really want to see an Adam Howard, Bill Kling and Smith final. I really do at one twenty six. I, I you know I easily give the edge to Adam Howard because I don't know how Bo's going to score against him. I don't know how anyone's going to score at Adam and state besides like an escape. I don't know who's taking Adam Howard down. Um, Colin could I want to see what Trey Shuck does. His, His senior season hasn't been what he's wanted it to be, I bet. He dropped to fifth in the rankings. He finished third last year, I believe. I don't think this senior season has been as dominant as he was hoping for. Can he come back at state and finish in the top four again? Um, That'll be something that's interesting to see. Uh, What will freshman Jace Mulder do? You got 138 from Western Christian. Uh, Dylan Lineup's final tournament for West He got injured last year, and he had to come out of the tournament because of that. This is his final year to do something big. He's ranked fourth. Nate Monahan, will he take that next step forward? Seth Salker from West is having an incredible senior season, not just on the wrestling mat, but football. This is a kid that's always been in the shadows from some other kids. He's getting his time to shine this year. He entered the rankings at 10th this week. Is this a kid that ends up on the podium? I mean, this is a kid that's waited his time. Will he end up on the podium? Um, what does and DeYoung do as a junior for Sibyl yield You know, he's an impressive 160-pounder. Where does he kind of end up? Can Tristan Mulder find his way back in the state finals last year after a surprising run? It wouldn't be as surprising because he's ranked third this year. So well, can he make it back to state? Carson Lina was 138 last year. He's up to 182 this year in one year, mm. freshman from sophomore year. Can he, Trayton Kasich beat him 8-2, but he got pinned by Trayton um, Kasich uh, earlier in the season, so 8-2 is an improvement. He also almost stuck Trayton, too. He almost got Trayton on his back at one point. Can he stick with Trayton and Thomas even? I don't know if you can, but a top three finish isn't with, without there. And what does freshman Jackson DeWald do? I love this kid from Westwood. Jackson DeWald. Love this kid. Can he finish on the podium as a freshman? Is this the start of something? Is he going to take the Bryce e. Measle path right now? Like uh, you and I wrestled Bryce e. Measel when he was a freshman at West Liberty. I love Bryce E. Meisel's um, freshman season. Oh, my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Um, uh, can Darius Gash have a better season this year? What does junior Ty Dennison from Woodbury do? He just entered the rankings. Is he a guy who can get to state, and will he place? Um, Cal, uh, 220, Easton Fleshman, a sophomore from West Line. Goes to state as a freshman. He had a setback tonight against Dylan Winkle, who wrestled out. That's a really good wrestler, Dylan Winkle. And I'm interested to see where he finishes on the podium, too. Can Easton Fleshman get on the podium uh, in that aspect and take that step forward? 285, you have Chris Vanderbrink and Jarrett Meyer. That is going to be an awesome match to get to state. Jarrett Meyer won that this past week. He has a win over Jordan Vermeer from tonight. You know, Jarrett's a little shorter of a heavyweight, but he's very strong. You know, can he do that against Chris Vanderbrink again uh, and, and use his strength to get past Chris for the third time and this time to get the state? And where does Jarrett finish? Is he able to find his way into the title match? Is it a top five finish? I'm really interested to see where he places on the podium. Um, Nate Curry. Nate Curry's a kid that's put in so much time. So much time and effort. 150 wins. He's a class act. You know, everyone compares him to his brother. He's his own guy. He's proven it this year. Had a huge pin tonight. Can Nate Curry at 132, can he get on the podium this year? His final year, can he get on the podium? Can he? I Oh, that's an amazing one right there. That's one I'm really looking at, too. What has Johnny Hua done? Does he finally get on the podium as well from, we'll Valley? Floyd Valley? Does Ty Kuda make it to state? What does he do there? Um, Jake Neiman. Can Jake Neiman place at state as well from OABCIG? Um, gosh, can Isaac Bryan get on the stand? He's a guy that's really shown a lot the last couple years. Can he get on the stand now? For for Sergeant Bluff Luton after after not getting there, will Jack Gonko win the title? I think he will. I'm interested to see how dominant he is at, at state. You know, him and Adam Howard are the two biggest things I'm looking at for state. You know, Kalen Meyer, where does he finish at state? Can he get on there? Where does Blake Lee end up on state? Can he somehow sneak in and get into the state title match? I think he's got a chance to be a sleeper first state title match appearance uh, if he gets right in bracket. What happens at 182? Because you have Bryce Vanden Weird, Zachary Rosenbaum, and Kobe Col- Col- Wilmershire. What happens at 182 at District? And if they do, can they use that momentum in the state tournament to get a high place in that state? Also from Heelan. Did both McGowan brothers make it? And I'm sorry to Mitchell Joins. He, he, he had to miss, because uh, of a sickness, he had to miss um, uh sectionals this past week. That's a very impressive wrestler. Does either Buchanan or, or Ethan DeLeon make it to state for healing? The McGowan boys, see what they can do there. Where does Dylan Winkle rank? He's up the third in the ranking. Does he make an appearance there? That'd be the second straight year Central Lions had a 195 pounder in the state title. Winkle would be one that no one would be really that surprised with. Colton Buss was. God, I just love Colton Bus' story from last year. Just getting all worked up. Um
0: you yeah. know, and
1: and and, then, and so that's kinda of thing there. And, and just Jake Franken Small from Lamar's make it make a earnest spot on the podium there in his final trip there. So there's so many things that I'm looking for at State. I to say I've thought about this a bit would be a little bit
0: of I can tell and, that too.
1: <laughs> I should I should say can West Sue come home from state? Which would be the first ever for West Sue.
0: That'd be a huge key too for the Falcons if they had the opportunity to come home with the team trophy from state. Because I thought they had the opportunity to do, to do it in basketball, but who knows now? Since they have a lot. we'll talk about basketball here in a second. I'll do what's I'll, basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give you a shameless plug, <laughs> and then we'll talk a little some round ball here. Make sure to check out SiouxCityJournal.com for Justin's wrestling stories throughout the season, especially this week. Metro Athlete of the Week with Kobe Wilmscher. Of Bishop Peelan. His Siouxland Athlete of the Week was uh, Adam Allen of West Sioux. And of course, go check out the words that he wrote on uh, Mr. Stephens from Tuesday night. Just, uh, just an amazing night uh, had at Sergeant Bluff uh, Elementary School Gym at, in Sergeant Bluff on Tuesday night. Do you mind if we talk about some basketball now?
1: Yeah, I do. I'll see you later. Yeah. Have a good one. No, oh, yeah, we okay. can talk about
0: basketball. Another kid who had a big performance on Tuesday night, and that's is Alec Dreckman, who scored 51 points in a 75... 75- yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Just 51. Uh, in a 75-72 boys basketball lots in Lamar's on Tuesday night to, to Sioux City East. 51 points. Dreckman, he, hit, he was 16 of 22, 5-9 from beyond the three-point range, and 14 of 16 from the free throw stripe on Tuesday night and and the 51 points or school record uh long-standing school mark originally set by Bob Pearson in 1965 and his 51 points if I I remember correctly for Dreckman are the second most points scored in an Iowa high school boys basketball game this season behind Norwalk's Bowen Bourne who would be my Mister Basketball vote right now? Uh, yeah. Going to you and I. Uh, scored fifty five, I think, back in December against. I want to say Pella. I want to say, but um.
1: Yeah, it was against Pella Christian.
0: Pella Christian. Uh, I was close.
1: back on January 20th, 28th, actually, just recently,
0: actually. So. Sorry, Dutch. I thought it was against you guys, but it was against. It was against. Maybe maybe
1: he. You know, there's a possibility he had fifty five against Pella Christian and fifty five against Pella.
0: Yeah, he, he's he been scoring a lot this year. And, and yeah, you and I is going to be very, very well off. Oh,
1: oh but, I'm sorry. He only had 47 against Pella.
0: Yeah, that's right. I thought he scored a lot against Pella. <laughs> yeah, he, he only had 47. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done a lot. But just going back to Drexman for a second, scoring 51 against a very good Sioux City East team, that tells me two things. One, Drexman had the night of his life. And two, on a more... More general scale here. The boys has had a heck of a season.
1: Yeah, they really have. And this only adds to it. I know they lost tonight, but man,
0: yes, they've lost two of the last three. One is a, ch- a
1: pretty good Cherokee team. Yeah. But, you know, that's they only have uh, six losses in the season. They're having a really good season. They got Vermilion next. And I've just been impressed. I wasn't expecting much out of the Lamar's team this year. But, you know, with, with Dreckman, Isaiah Toki, and Spencer Mackey, and I think Drekman's leading the team now. He is. He even before this, he had fifteen point two points per game. He's been shooting fifty-one percent from the field, so he's been able to score, but he microwaved it a little bit tonight. But he's been having a really impressive season. This is the guy I didn't know what to expect out of the season. I knew Spencer Mackey would have a good season, but Drekman has really stepped up for them. And he's you know, him and Toki have been two just major linchpins that have really been huge for this Lamar's team. Uh, along with Trevor Smith, because we all knew, I mean, honestly, we all knew Mackie would be good. Yes. Um, pretty good. So he has just pieces around him and just, it's another well-coached team.
0: Yeah. And we have plenty of those in the area, not just counting Lamar's. Uh, yeah. East is well-coached. Um, I would argue West is well-coached, even though West yep. is petering towards that 500 mark. Sergeant Bluff, I think Adam Baderschaff is a good coach, even though even though SBL isn't having the season that they expect that they expected to have. Um plenty in the area, um, good coaches. I'll 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 tell one of my former players at Simpson, Ryan Stumble with Okaboji. I think he's doing a heck of a job with the Pioneers so far this season. So I uh, I I'm impressed. I, I'm happy. That And I'll, I'll gutch a little bit here, too, as the basketball guy between the two. Uh, one of the reasons why I came here is because I had a pretty good idea of how good the caliber of high school basketball was going to be in this area. And the season hasn't disappointed. And yes, yet the season isn't over yet. We've got pretty much a month to go left in the season. But from what I've seen so far, just on a, in the general bubble of Northwest Iowa high school basketball, I've been I've been impressed as I thought I would be.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of teams that have really stepped up this season. like Cher- I said, Cherokee's been one of them. And we knew Westwood would be pretty good. MLC Floyd Valley having a pretty there's good season. There's another one. Boyd and Hall. Yes. I didn't know what to expect out of them this season. They're having a huge season. South O'Brien. South O'Brien, yep. South O'Brien, yep. South O'Brien right there. You know, Western Christmas had a nice bounce back season as well. I'm sure I'm missing a school or two a year there, but Man, Lamar's had that to him.
0: Remsen. As well. Remsen Rem, boys. Yeah,
1: Remsen St. Mary's. We knew they'd be good, too, and they, they've they've been as good as advertised. So, yeah, I mean, Remsen getting that win over West Sioux last night uh, on, on Monday night. So, yeah, there's been a, so much good basketball in the area uh, for the boys and for the girls, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Woodbury Central, I didn't know what to expect out of them. They're really good this season. Kingsley Pearson, as well, has had a good season. Western Christians playing so well. Healan. healing has been just so good. You know, there, there's a lot of – West Monona with Mallory McCall is, is having a nice season as well. and There's just so much I'm, – I'm sure I'm missing – MMCRU, and I'm sure i miss missing another team. But, man, Cherokee is having some nice games. And, you know, and, and then Lamar's beating East tonight. You know, that was huge for them. And East was having a decent season. Sergeant Bluff is turning their season around. It's, yes. There's been a lot of good basketball from unexpected spots. But boys and
0: girls, I would agree with you. Let's stay on the boys for a second because I do want to talk about a game you just mentioned. Was that Remsen St. Mary's West Sioux boys game from Monday night? Remsen St. Mary's winning that game seventy four to seventy one, a benching a loss earlier in the season where West Sioux took that game on January seventh by a seventy two to fifty eight final. I think if you look at Remsen's resume, if you will, not that they need a resume because I think they're going to make a deep run. But if you wanted to break down uh, Remsen's resume here, I think it's their best win of the season. And to have it yeah. come this late in the season, it's just brownie points.
1: They kind of needed this one, to be honest. Because, you know, they have, they've been having a pretty good season. They had a win against South O'Brien, but then Wessu got them, and then South O'Brien got them. T had just gotten them. And T is good, but I don't know if they're great, great. So, you know, I think this is the win they really needed to prove how good they are. Um, I do not know the stats for my game. It's nope, not on like They're stats not entered. But, Andrew, but they, they were down by 16 points <laughs> to West Su at one point in this game. Came back 29 point fourth quarter to beat West Sioux. and That's
0: not easy. West,
1: I think West in is. Dealing with, yeah, in Haywarden. Yeah, in do West Sue is dealing with an injury with Baxter Walsh. But even still, even without Baxter Walsh, that's a huge one because you still have Bryce Kopic and Hunter Deckers to deal with. And yeah, uh, Kopik finished with 27, Hunter Deckers 20, and Cade Line at 13. And, you know, that that's a pretty good night from Bryce yeah. Coppock and Hunter Deckers, and they still found a way to win that game. 29 points in the fourth quarter. I'm going to take a guess that Spencer Shorick had a big reason on the fourth, yeah, too. I so. would I would guess yeah. so,
0: too. But from a Falcons perspective, that's is their second loss in the last week uh, of the season. Would you be worried if you were a, a Falcons fan knowing that they've lost – two in the last week, getting down to the to crunch time here. I, I I, don't think I would because I think Wetsu has the necessary means to still make a deep run and to repeat kind of what uh, Sergeant Bluff, uh, Senior Daniel Wright, told me at the Cinos. Yeah, these are just scrimmages at this point. At this point, you're just working towards the Except- ultimate goal towards the playoffs. So if I'm Wetsu, no, I'm a little it's, it's worried concerning. But
1: it, it's concerning. It, no, let's not get it. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's concerning. Why is it concerning? Because they didn't make it last year. They didn't make a deep run last year, and that's why they had the late season. They didn't. They went into this. If I remember correctly, they went into the tournament, the postseason tournaments last year, undefeated with just a dynamic team. And then they, they, I think they lost their, their one of their first games. They were upset big time. That's why it's concerning. If that didn't happen last year. Yeah, They had one loss last year that's in the postseason, and I believe it was to MOC Floyd Valley by four points. And I think that was one of the first district games. So it is a little concerning uh to me. Or maybe it was the – no, it wasn't get to state because MOC Floyd Valley didn't make state, I believe. So I, I think it was think so the either. district final, so that would have led to the sub-state final. I think it is a little concerning because West Sue didn't make it to state like everyone thought they would. And now you're seeing a little – a little teetering going on right now. Yes, you have Bryce Koppik. Yes, you have Hunter Deckers. I don't know how serious the injury is to Baxter Walsh. If it's a serious injury, there is major reason to be concerned. If he does come back, I'm not as concerned. So there, there is some reason to be concerned. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They're hoping to avoid what happened last year.
0: I'll go behind the curtain a little bit. Would you put West Stewart in your poll this week?
1: Uh, sixth, I believe. So I got to drop him to sixth. They also had a tight game against Trinity Christian. He was not that good. So. So that was a little concerning. I think I put him six because there's a little movement in 2A this week. I got to
0: find mine real quick. Uh, did I take a screenshot of my 1A poll, of my 2A poll? No, I did not. Uh, I think I put him either second or third because I wasn't sure if that hit and loss was just an anomaly. I thought it was and just having to Walter, yeah, that played into it a little bit. But I thought that loss was an anomaly to hitting no disrespect to the Blackhawks at all. They totally deserved that win. Yeah.
1: No, they deserved that win. But, but in that same aspect, Van Meter had a nice one this week. Trainer had a nice one this week against the receiving votes team. Van Meter, I think had a receiving votes win. I believe Northland did as well. Um, yeah. Northland's think, playing extremely yeah, well. And, and Northland did as well. And I think there's another team as well. So that top, that top half of 2A is playing very well yes. right now. Yes,
0: they are, especially on the other side. Of the and I'll, state. Immediately,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll say I've been meter number one again. I didn't move them out. Another really good win for them. And I, I, I I'd put Van Meter, band meter my, number one, too.
0: I put Van <laughs> Meter number one. I think Northland, too. It's West Sioux 3 and We talk about good coaches in the area, not only in the area but in the state. Bob Hilmer and Mike Hilmer, are you kidding me right now? They may be state yeah. coaches of the year. In my opinion, I I did Ew. I had no idea the links were going to have this good of a season, but uh, they're they're certainly proving that they don't really need a kid named Jay Calmer who is doing well at uh, Upper Iowa. But um, yeah, that two way competition, that two way field, you could make the argument it's the deepest of the four in in the boys realm. But I, I think one A had to say something about that too. Yeah, one A
1: and and. And four is getting pretty good. Yeah. Um in, in terms of Van Meter and their their first place votes, they had two first place votes, so
0: now everyone knows where they're from. So you're welcome. Everyone. Me and you. So. <laughs> yes, the Super City Journal has two voters in the AP poll. Deal with it. Vote more people. If you're a exactly a be- fellow media member, join Vote in more. the fun. We need more voters. So so join in join in the fun there. Um on, from the girls' perspective perspective region, regional start already on thursday night that's just so crazy to think that yeah. time has flown by that it's already region time and the games coming up on thursday night include galen at george uh, george little rock at galen and this is clots when a region one george little rock facing galen catholic uh, st Edmund going to storm like st mary's kingsley pearson hosting gremson st mary's Siouxland Christian hosts River Valley and Akron Westfield, Trinity Christian, Hartley, Melbourne, Sanborn, and Harris Lake Park fill out that rest of the 1A region. MMCRU, which won the conference title on Tuesday night with a close three-point win over South O'Brien, will host the winner of West Bend, Mallard, and GTRA, and then the rest of the bracket kind of plays itself out from there. MMCRU is the only team in Class 1A Region 1 with a first-round bye. Newell Fonda gets a first-round by in Clots 1A Region 8, and they will await the winner of Westwood and Wes Harrison, which we played on Thursday night. These other games in the region are also on Thursday night for the first round. Patton Sheridan hosts Coon Rapids Bayard. Glenn Rolston hosts Art Weaver. Whiting goes to Woodbury Central. Woodbine goes to Boyer Valley. All these tip times are at 7 o'clock, by the way. Cam host Cam of Anita hosts Griswold. And rounding out that region is Hartman Christian ho, uh, facing Riverside at Iowa School for the Deaf. Um, in, in Class 2A, I'll just go through, run through the schedules real quick in terms of local teams. In Class 2A, re, Region 1, uh, the games on Saturday night are Sibley Ocheaton in Rock Valley in and Lawton Bronson uh, hosting Hinton. The winner of Sibley Ocheaton in Rock Valley will face... Western Christian, and the winner between the Eagles and the Blackhawks will face uh, West, Mon- West Monona on Monday night. In Class 2A Region 2, Manson Northwest Webster hosts Alter Aurelia and should Alter Aurelia win that game, they'll face Emmitsburg in Emmitsburg. And Sioux Central uh, hosts Ridgeview on, I believe, Monday night. I believe this says Monday night. Yep, Monday night at 7 p.m. I believe that's it in class 2A in terms of area schools. Uh, just on the, No, I'm sorry. NBA OCOU gets a first round game on Saturday night to face Underwood at Underwood, and the winner of that uh, faces AHSTW. In class 3A, just one region to really worry about the year. Uh, two regions, sorry. In class 3A, region one, Bishop. No first round buys here, and all these games were on Saturday night. Uh, 5 o'clock tips in Region 1. Bishop Peelum hosts Sheldon. Sioux Center goes to West Lyon. OABCIG goes to Cherokee. MFC Floyd Valley takes on Unity at Unity in Orange City. In Class 3A Region 2, all these tip times are at 5 o'clock as well. In terms of local teams, Okaboji hosts Spirit Lake, and uh, Estherville Lincoln Central Al- goes to Algona. And I believe that is it in Class 3A. Yes, it is. So I, I know we kind of broke this down a little bit, Justin. I don't really want to do that again here this time, but just, just from a blanket perspective here, what do you see in these class 3, uh, class uh, What do you see in these three regions as they start play uh, before the weekend hits?:
1: I see New Alfona making it back to state. I see Bishop Elon making it back to state. Kingsley Pearson will have to work a little bit harder. Um, to get back there, I think that'll be interesting. Um, see who comes out of that 1A bracket o- over there. But because MMCRU struggled a little bit tonight and they are missing Emily Dreckman, a yep. bit. so it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that 1A uh, one right there. Um, in that aspect, that's the one thing that's kind of changed. There is MMCRU and Kingsley Pearson, so kind of keeping a little closer on that. But right now, it's new Fonda, Bishop Healon. I think I think it's kind of about
0: the same as I thought about it from last yep. week. So. Yep. Yep, I, I think so, too. I think MMCOU uh, has a chance. Newell Fonda definitely, I think, has a chance to win the whole thing in Class 1A. Bitch Peelin, I think, makes it to, in the Class 2A realm. In Class 2A, uh, we do have ranked teams in, in the region. I think Weston Christian has the best shot to make it back to Des Moines in terms of the area teams. We'll see how they fare against uh, West Monona if Chalk plays out that way for the regional final. Uh, in Region 2, um, don't really see any t- uh, area teams coming out of that. I think Osage wins that region there. So I agree with you. I think it's a handful of teams uh, who make it to state, but nonetheless, regardless if it's 1, 2, or 3, I'm like you. I'm excited to see uh, what yeah. transpires here and what who makes it to state and who who rises above the fold in 1A, 2, a and 3A. We should say here, that Class 4 and 5A brackets have not been released as of this taping. It's midnight on Wednesday, so they haven't been released yet. But uh, we'll surely break that down for you uh, if they come out uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, we'll just warn you right now, there probably won't be a podcast episode next week because one of us will be in Des Moines for wrestling. And if you listen to the first half hour of this podcast, uh, you'll probably have a good idea who's going to cover the state wrestling uh, tournament in Des Moines. And um, I'm happy that you're going to get to go down just and see that. I know your passion for the sport is, is second to none. And, and I'm, I, 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 won't, I, won't,
1: I won't say, I won't say second to none because I mean, like I said, I mentioned Jim Nelson, KJ Pilcher. I mean, those, those are two really good. I, yep, I have a lot are. of respect for yep, those I guys. Do Cody too. Goodwin. So, I mean, it, it matches. The, I I won't say it matches there. I just think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be very fun. I'm really interested to see. Last year came as a shock. I I don't think I'd be as shocked if there was ten in the finals this year, just because of what last year did. So, uh, it, it's it's gonna be a fun time. Yes. No doubt about it.
0: Make sure to check out SiouxCityJournal.com for all the stories, photos. We're doing photo galleries now. Justin's doing photo galleries from wrestling me. So go make sure to check out. Go to the website and check out that to listen to Pat's podcast check out past stories to relive the fall and winter seasons so far and uh, make sure to pick up a copy of the Sioux City Journal if you haven't done so already. For Sioux City Journal Sports Editor Justin Rutz, this is Assistant Sports Editor Zach James. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.